time. Uh, we drank a lot of Dr. Pepper, but we really never thought about coffee. And uh, uh, partially due to Common Grounds, one of our fine uh, partners, uh, EP, <coughs> coffee has become a huge thing for college kids. And uh, I find it much better, by the way. I don't want to sound like uh, old here right off the top, but uh, I find it much more uh, uh, preferable than these energy drinks. Those things worry me, and I've made sure my teenager stays off of those. But uh, EP, the monster energy drink and all of that, I may be losing sponsors as we, as we speak, but I, I think, I think that th those things worry me. But I think a good cup of coffee, uh, I th what I'm saying is, EP, I think you and I probably in life had to sort of grow into that and, and learned how to appreciate coffee as we sort of got into life a little bit. For me, it was in law school. I learned to appreciate it because I needed to stay up extremely late studying. Um, I don't know when you came to coffee, but uh, EP, I would say that uh, Common Grounds, with now two locations um, in, in Waco, of course, uh, Heritage Creamery now has two locations. I would say, uh, EP, uh, that coffee has become a much bigger thing that, to undergraduates than, uh, than when I was in school. Give me that coffee. Got to have that coffee. I was introduced to coffee at about nine years old. Had a morning paper route. And oh. I got up in the morning. Oh, with, my goodness. And my dad would uh, drink coffee because on cold days, rainy days, he would take me in the car, throw the papers. And so I would. I started drinking coffee with milk, though. I, it, I did put a lot of milk in my coffee and, until I was about 30 years old. And then I was out of cream one morning, one, out of coffee one morning, went ahead and drank it black and said, hey, this is pretty good. So I've been... I have been a straight <laughs> black coffee man ever since then. So, and I, but I, uh, EP, will you, you know, it um, common grounds, you, common grounds has a slogan on their Fort Worth t-shirts on their store up in Fort Worth. Just stopped the uh, uh, TCU campus. And it says sleep is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Drink your coffee. Well, I, I subscribe to that. And, um, and, and I'll even occasionally go off uh, the beaten path. Now, a lot of people like their lattes and all that kind of thing. I, I, I went through a stage where I liked all that, but uh, the frozen cappuccino that they make at Common Grounds is, uh, is pretty remarkable. All right, and, and I would imagine Steve Rodriguez, who will be our guest in a matter of uh, minutes, uh, is a man who likes his uh, coffee and probably... Steve does not strike me as a guy who puts a lot or needs like a, a latte or anything like that. He seems like a coffee black type uh, individual, although, you know, may, may put a little cream in there. But uh, uh, the breaking news, by the way, just so you know what I'm referring to, is that Luke Boyd today, so the Major League Baseball draft started Sunday and then went into Monday and has concluded now on Tuesday. And Luke Boyd, who, oh man, had a ton of saves for Baylor, just a tremendous pitcher, in fact, was named an All-American, was taken uh, by the Padres in the 17th round. And I, I would say, uh, and I'll see what uh, Coach Rodriguez, if he agrees with this, but given what's going on, with the Padres right now and how great an organization it is. Boy, we have Steve Rodriguez uh, joining us now. And uh, Steve, I, uh, man, it's fun, to, uh, it's fun to have you. I am at the beach. Uh, you are a man who uh, has spent a lot of your life uh, near a beach, <laughs> although you've told me in the past that uh, you, didn't always, uh, you didn't always make it over to the beach, even though you were always in cl close proximity. But... Uh, Coach, it's great to it's great to have you. I've uh, you've been out recruiting and doing all of that, so you're a hard man to catch up with. But it's fun to have you, especially on a day when another one of your uh, our Baylor Bears got drafted. Oh, absolutely. Well, Matt, thanks so much for for having me on. Uh, yeah, the past couple of days have been a little crazy uh, with the draft happening, and especially happening so late in the summer. So it, it changes a lot. It really does. Just with uh, 
with the recruiting and the, and the different aspects that we kind of have to deal with. Um, and it definitely changes, but you being on the beach. Yeah. I, I spent many times working at the beach. Um, I worked there. It didn't mean I was always there living and, and enjoying it, but I, I completely understand what you're saying. It's just nice to be able to get there and uh, enjoy some time. So good for you. I, I, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, now I am where a lot of coaches, uh, both in the baseball industry and the football industry, college coaches love to come near Destin. Now I'm up on 30A at Seaside, Florida, right down the road from, uh, oh, I don't know, Rosemary Beach, some of those different places that uh, coaches love to travel. Now. Steve, you are uh, a California guy, or have you ever sort of let the the Florida beaches into your life, or are you so partial to California that you've never embraced the the Gulf? You know, the big thing, I I mean, obviously I worked at Pepperdine in Malibu, so I'm used to the California beach, but when I played, uh, I was with the Red Sox and the Tigers, and we were in Florida, and we went to, um, there were certain times we were in Bradenton, Florida as well, and we spent a lot of time in the Gulf. So we would, we would uh, on days off, we would go, we'd get pontoon boats, or we'd go and get sea dews, and, and we would absolutely enjoy it. So trust me, I completely understand. Uh, Sanibel Island, uh, down there by Fort Myers, I mean, all sorts of different things. So I, I, there's, there's great things in, on, on, in both areas. So, um, no, but I really haven't had a chance to, to to visit the Gulf and the Florida beaches and in that area down there, and it's beautiful. Okay, and are you telling me that you the uh, sanctified stadium, uh, there were those wooden bleachers in Bradenton, you've actually played in that, uh, in that stadium? When I was a, like a t- 11 or 12-year-old kid, uh, I, I, and I was, for whatever reason, probably that We Are Family team of 79. I would have been six years old when that happened. You and I are pretty close to the same age. I fell in love with a pirate. So Bradenton, getting to go to that area was huge to me. Are you telling me that you at some point played in that actual ballpark? <laughs> yes, I am. So the interesting part is I was actually with the Red Sox at the time. And the Red Sox were switching uh, spring training sites and, and their location in Florida. So they went from Winter Haven, Florida to Fort Myers. But in the meantime, we needed to have an area where we could play and have instructional leagues. So uh, they, they, we, we double teamed uh, Bradenton, Florida because they had their spring training site there and they had their barracks and their, and their little area where we were able to stay. So we were able to be housed there and we played there as well. Yeah. For pretty much about two months in the, in the wintertime. Oh my gosh, um, I'm trying to think all the things that happened there. I just remember, you know, getting to see like Tony Pena up close, and then that that would have had actually that would have been Johnny Ray playing second base when I was there, and maybe R.J. Reynolds was playing. So that would have been oh, mid '80s yeah. or something for the for the uh, for for those Pirates. And so, well, uh, Jim Bibby was uh, my pitching uh, coach when I was in Single A. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, uh, that's the stuff of legend right there. Um, oh, he yeah, he was absolutely Jim incredible. Bibby. He could hold he could hold. I think it was eight, nine baseballs in his hand. I mean, it was really impressive. When he threw batting <laughs> practice to you, it was like it was terrifying because you're just like, oh my gosh, what is he going to do? <laughs> Would you be? Um, I mean, obviously, you've thrown your fair share of batting practice. In a home run derby, would that would you, you think you would be a good uh, uh, home run derby uh, pitcher out there, or or do you are you known for maybe putting a little too much heat on the ball? I can do both. I know as a coach, I know what I'm supposed to do to try to help guys get better. But if I need to make guys feel good, I can do that as well. I know exactly where to put it. My job is to make sure I find the right path in their swing so they can hit the ball as hard or as far as they want to. Okay, so we're going to send Joey Gallo with you next time. Absolutely. Uh, the, I, I, that swing, to... just you got to lob it in there, maybe more, a little more down and in to him, especially with that swing path. And you just let, watch that ball travel about 550 feet. Yeah, and uh, watching those things in that uh, in Denver is, uh, is an amazing thing. Talking to Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach. And, uh, Steve, uh, today's news uh, on that third day of the draft um, – uh, Luke Boyd, who uh, boy has been such a stalwart. We'll start with him, and then we'll get to Andy 
but uh, to see Luke, I, I know, you know, you never know when you go to whatever organization, it, 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 by the time, who knows where these guys will be when they're finished. But I did have that thought, and I don't know if you have similar thoughts. You, you see them go to a certain organization, and you're like, oh, good, good. Because for whatever reason right now, the Padres have a hot major league team, and they've had a tremendous, uh, you know, minor league system. And so, are you like that as a coach who who is really going to obviously want to see where these guys end up when you see them end up in an organization like that? Does that even make it more exciting? Well, it it does. It's twofold. So there's certain organizations that um, obviously just because of the mystique or the popularity that they're getting right now because of the success they're having and the the transitions of their minor league systems um, are, are having a lot of success. That's always good to see. Um, but at the same time, I also know that um, if you don't play well, it, it's irrelevant. You know, so you need to go out there and you need to do your best um, as a player and try to find a way to transform yourself um, both on and off the field to make yourself so valuable that they can't get ready. Is there any advantage that you can see to being a later draft pick? Um, obviously, sometimes you don't make as much money. That might be the downside. But, like, I think Mitch Moreland, uh, I think about a you know, former Rangers turned Red Sox who's had a great career. I'm pretty sure he might have been, like, a 17th-round pick. Is there any – once you get, say, past the fifth round, is there any advantage to going later as far as maybe – not having as much pressure on you? Do you see any sort of advantage in that area? Okay, I'm going to put this an easy way. So if a doctor, uh, obviously he graduates from medical school and he's a surgeon, <laughs> um, if he finishes first in his class or he finishes 10th in his class, the pressure is already innate. You are a surgeon. So where you get drafted is really irrelevant. Now, statistics show that obviously the first two rounds have the greatest success about getting to the big leagues and staying there, and then the percentages drop off pretty significantly as you go on. But the truth is it's about opportunity and taking advantage of opportunity. Uh, Mike Piazza was a 50th-round pick. Um, you know, So you, there's all sorts of stories that people, undrafted free agents, that have an opportunity, they take advantage of it, and uh, they get to the big leagues. Uh, but it's just really a matter about what you do when you go out there. You need luck. You need to stay healthy. And then you need opportunity. Yeah, um, I, I think once you get in there, you're right. And, and hopefully uh, Luke will have those opportunities. He goes uh, about an hour and a half ago or two hours ago, the news came out that he goes in the 17th round. And then Andy Thomas goes. I mean, both these guys are all Americans, great people, you know, for your program over the years. Andy wants to be a lawyer. Uh, Andy was very upfront with me recently, Steve. He he said, <laughs> he basically said, I really, you know, one of my goals is to make a whole lot of money. And I, I just kind of like his candor because obviously he's an incredible young guy, but he's also very upfront with, with kind of what he's looking for in life. Um, Andy going to the Mariners in the fifth round, what, do you, what did you think when you heard that, the fit uh, for Andy? And, and what do you think about him? I mean, obviously, he, he's a next in the long line of great catchers out of Baylor. Uh, what, do you, you know, what do you think of Andy's future when, you, when you, you, you've had a lot of major leaguers? Where do you see Andy in all this? Well, I, I, the first rumors about Andy were going around the third round, and there was possible rumors of him going to the Rangers uh, starting at that point. Um, and so I know the Texas Rangers have you know, they've had a great amount of success drafting uh, guys out of Baylor and some other Texas schools. Uh, so that was kind of in my head. I'm like, okay, that sounds about right. And then um, it kind of the third round went, the fourth round went, and then when he went to the Mariners, well, the Mariners, when I was talking about Andy several years ago, the Mariners have an algorithm that they place all these players in, and Andy's name popped up really high in their draft board uh, to the point where he was like the anomaly of their algorithm. And so when I spoke with one of their minor league coordinators, he, he just kind of was asking me a lot of questions about him and just said the catching metrics, the hitting metrics that he shows uh, moved him up their boards pretty quick. And so, you know, and then Andy wanted to be able to come back and, and continue playing college baseball. And so I think the Mariners got a great value pick out of Andy Thomas in that spot. Um, as a player, 
you know, I think they're going to be really happy because they use a lot of, you know, data to kind of gather up their their their, uh, their draft picks, and then they know exactly what they're getting without really even seeing them. Talking to Steve Rodriguez, the Baylor baseball coach, has uh, had two players in this draft. Uh, Steve, I saw a note that Baylor put out that you've now had 60 draft picks in your coaching career. Now, does that make you feel proud or does that make you feel old? <laughs> um, both. <laughs> um, it's a great sign knowing that, you know, we've had an opportunity, I've had an opportunity to coach that many guys um, that have had an opportunity to go and, and get drafted anywhere from the first round all the way to the later rounds. Uh, but letting them be able to go out and fulfill their dream. But, you know, for me, I, I tell people all the time, like the more wedding invitations I get kind of shows uh, the relationship that I've been able to create with, with these young men. And that, for me, is the bigger thing, just being able to establish those relationships. Like the baseball aspect, that's going to come to a halt at some point in their life. But hopefully the relationship I have with them uh, lasts around for a lifetime. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a pretty cool thing, and I bet you have gotten your fair share of wedding invitations over the years, and that keeps you uh, busy during the, some of these summers. Do you ever have to tell them, Steve, that hey, I've got a I've kind of got to recruit. I can't come to all these weddings. I bet it actually it does <laughs> happen, Matt. It, it's, and what's funny is, especially the Baylor weddings. I, I tell them, I go, can we be smart enough to not put it on a football weekend? I go, that you know, we have recruits in. You know, it makes it a little more difficult. And so we actually have kids who design uh, their weddings around football weekends and stuff when they know that we're going to be busy. It's actually pretty fun. <laughs> which, uh, when you think back on all the guys you've had drafted, which player or players would you say, just off the top of your head, have had the most successful Major League Baseball careers? And I know that's still ongoing. Your guy... Uh, Langoliers is hitting a ton of home runs right now. Who knows when he'll get called up for the uh, the Braves organization? He's in Double A right now. Uh, but who who would uh, rise to the top of that list? Would you say? Oh man, that's a good question. I'm trying to think uh, throughout here. Um, Coach Dan Heron, when I was an assistant at Pepperdine, um, he ended up having a really good career with several different teams as a pitcher. Mm -hmm. um, I had Danny Worth, who was an infielder, uh, who got to the big leagues with the Tigers really quick, and then he went to the Astros. Um, see Barry Enright, right-handed pitcher who actually played with Danny Worth. Um, he, I mean, he got to the big leagues really quick, and then, you know, like a lot of these kids, I tell them sometimes you have to reinvent yourself because of the how hard it is. I mean, like the, you know, just like we have all this data on hitters, you know, hitters have data on pitchers, knowing what they throw, when they throw it, and, and stuff like that. So you have to reinvent yourself and, and change some things up every now and then. And so he was kind of fighting through that. And But the funny thing now, he's trying to become a professional golfer. He's an amazing golfer. And uh, so he's doing that right now as well. But uh, I've had a lot of really fun uh, guys who came out and played. And, and guys who, like I, I know, I've had several guys who one guy threw 100 miles an hour and one guy was the fastest kid in the country at one point. So... Um, you, when you see the talent and the wide range of skill sets that some of these young men have, it's really impressive. And, and I'll be honest, the interesting part is seeing how hard it is to stay in the big leagues. Like I tell them, I go, the, the easy, like in regards to the getting to the big leagues, that's the easiest part is getting there. Staying there is a completely different thing. And so that's where the skill sets really take a big jump. Yeah, and it, it's like we still don't even know like who. While Joey, Ga like a player like Joey Gallo's, put up huge numbers, and even now it's like, what kind of contract would he get on the open market? Should you trade him? Should you not? You never know. Like it's it's just kind of wild how you could have that much talent and be that good, and certain people have staying power and certain people uh, don't. And that's why. Uh, you know, you get the guys like the quarterback from Oklahoma who said could have been a great major leaguer, but he didn't know for sure. And he could certainly go get great money right away in the NFL. So uh, you can certainly understand that. Talking to Steve Rodriguez, Baylor uh, baseball coach. Last thing I had for you, have you um, on the recruiting trail uh, with, with this name, image, and likeness, 
I think we're so. <laughs> Do you want to sponsor me now, Matt? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I absolutely do. Uh, if it were up to me, it would be the weekly, uh, yeah, whatever canes or whatever you want, whatever whatever you want to bring to the table, um, we're willing to do that. Have you noticed, by the way, these offensive linemen at, at are doing all like uh, barbecue places? Oh, that's <laughs> so awesome. You, that is awesome. You could have the, the VTEX Baylor offensive line or something like that, but uh, is that... Um, I, I certainly know it's coming up a lot with these uh, football and basketball coaches. They're they're hearing this already a lot, and they're being asked about it, and they're having to get information. Are is that happening with the guys you're talking to, the with 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 your recruits? Is that how much is this coming up? Um, not really so much with the recruits as opposed to our current guys. You know, there's a lot of questions. Um, about you know i'll be honest but most of them are trying to just figure out what it is like the sponsorship okay. is it money okay. is it not is it i mean all these different things are, are kind of coming up and um you know i think there's a lot of questions that have to be asked i, I think it, it can start to convolute a lot of things i think it becomes interesting when you know if one guy has one sponsorship and then another guy's like how come i don't have that one and you know and so you start to it, it I'm, it's going to be curious to see kind of how all this plays out um, when you're really just trying to talk about athletes and going out and performing well on the field and being good citizens off the field, how this starts to throw a different look at uh, the college athlete. And, you know, it, it started off guns blazing, and so it's going to be interesting to kind of see how it all shakes out. Okay. I, there's, a, there's a, you know, a player on your team. I'm already trying to line him up with some Kaufman businesses. So uh, I'll see if I can connect uh, your 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 one of your DHs. So I'll yes. uh, I'll see I'll see what I can do on my end with Cade. But uh, uh, but it, it um, no. What would if you in your playing days? What would what would have been the um, either the fast food or the company you would have most wanted uh, to be aligned with? What would be what oh would have been God. Steve Rodriguez's? Yeah, if you were going to have a name, image, and likeness deal uh, when you were playing college baseball, which which one would it would it have been? You know what? Did you have Being a go-to born and place in Vegas? Um, that makes it a little more intriguing. But um, to be honest, I would probably say like remember Tower Records or uh, what was the other one? <laughs> warehouse or something? I was a big music guy. Sound Warehouse. Guy. Yes, yeah, I would just that that would be my thing. Just give me a couple CDs a month and we'll call it good. I was that's perfect for me. <laughs> you know, we're dating ourselves. Uh Blockbuster Sound Warehouse. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> give me a couple free rentals and a CD. I'm I'm perfect. That's that's perfect for me. <laughs> I thought you were about to take me to one of those casinos like uh <laughs> <laughs> like on the strip or something like that. <laughs> oh, well, I was, I was sitting there trying well, to listen. picture like how that would work with the casino, and I'm like, oh, I didn't want to go down that road. <laughs> oh man, what was uh, where did where did you play high school ball? I was at Valley High School in Las Vegas. Okay. So was T.K. Gorman already uh, a big deal back then, or did that kind of did all those big time athletes start coming out of there later on? Bishop Gorman was a, a, a really good school, but my high school and my baseball program um, at Valley was by far the best. When I was there, um, we had Roger Fairless was our coach, and I, I want to say we won state three out of four years. I was there. Now, granted, we also had Tyler Houston, Doug Mirabelli. Um, we had several like in, on our team guys who got to the big leagues, and so we, we were actually. Greg Maddox went there, Mike Maddox went there, you know, and so there was quite a few very talented athletes that that went to that school. And uh, but Gorman became a very good powerhouse um, once it started getting into the '90s. I want to say um, the '90s and the early 2000s. So, like when you were a kid. You got to see the Maddox's pitch. Like, did you do you remember like being in whatever that would have been, like fifth grade or? Uh, well, I, I'm see, I'm not, dang it, I'm not. I'm not that old. I'm really not. I'm, I'm close. Um, but I actually had to play. I was in eighth grade at the time, and Greg Maddox was a senior, 
And I was asked by the high school coach, hey, I want you to go play short. And so I actually had a chance to go play short behind Greg Maddox at that time in high school. <laughs> I knew you weren't that old because I actually know Greg a little bit uh, and Mike because he was the pitching coach for the Rangers. And That's right, I mean, yeah. It, and, and they were at one point were both with the Rangers organization. And you can imagine, for once I shut up. I was at the table with the Maddox brothers, and I just sat there and just absorbed, you know, all those stories and – and uh, who was the other guy that used to coach for the Rangers? Bobby Jones would have been mm-hmm. in that group. And then, and then the the Rangers had a pitching coach from the minor league organization who was also a, a, a singer songwriter. And so, at some point during spring training, he got up on the mic uh, during a uh, some karaoke, and then he started doing country music. So anyway, you, if I thought hard enough, I could remember his name. But uh, Steve, I appreciate it, man. It was uh, it was fun getting to catch up with you, and uh, I uh, I'm, I'm excited for you to see Andy and Luke uh, drafted, and and uh, it's just a sign another sign of success for the program. No, I appreciate it, man. I hope you enjoy your time at the beach and safe travels back. Okay, well, I'll do it. There he goes, Steve Rodriguez, the uh, the Baylor uh, baseball coach, and he's been out hitting the recruiting trail hard, doing all of that, and uh, watching all the um, action out there. Uh, we really enjoyed watching the College World Series and seeing all that, but uh, it just made me want to get the Bears back there, and I know that's what he is intent on doing because he's been there and played in it, coached in it, and uh, it's very exciting stuff. All right, uh, it is time to uh, move on. We will hit on... Um, last night's home run derby that is next. Recently on Game Time, we're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played in the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's, it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I'd been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet store in Waco, located near Cabela's. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. 
Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free pricing information. 800-917-8730-800-917-8730-800-917-8730. That's 800-917-8730. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Team USA Basketball lost their second consecutive exhibition, this time to Australia, 91-83 in Las Vegas. Team USA has lost four of its past five games. It's also lost two in a row now to Australia, a team expected to contend for the gold in Japan. Pete Alonso is the home run derby champion going back-to-back to win the derby. He hit six in a row in the final round to do it. His $1 million prize is more than his salary this year playing for the Met. MLB All-Star Game is tonight. Atani gets the start for the American League. And Serzer gets the start for the National League. First pitch at 6.30 on Fox. The Milwaukee Brewers took MCC's Logan Henderson in the fourth round of the draft with the 116th pick overall. One round later, the Seattle Mariners took Andy Thomas, Baylor's All-American catcher, with the 144th pick in this year's draft. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at centexsportsfan.com. It is Matt Mosley show with uh, E.P. Garth uh, in today producing, and uh, we uh, have a lot to discuss the rest of the day, and we'll do at uh, 3.45, we'll give you a preview on Big 12 Media Days, kind of what to expect, what are the big storylines, what uh, what can we expect from Dave Aranda in Baylor over the years. I've been to this thing many times and covered it, and uh, want to remind you that uh, um, the uh, well, Baylor will uh, uh, be well represented, but all the schools will be there. Uh, new coach at Kansas, I mean, that seems to be a recurring theme, and we'll see uh, what goes on there. But uh, we'll keep you posted. We'll have uh, uh, folks on the ground. In fact, I'm on vacation right now. It might not sound like it, but uh, uh, I am at the beach in Florida. And uh, so I'm going to be off the rest of the week. Uh, But you will be hearing John Morris uh, and uh, Tom Barfield from Game Time. They'll be taking you every day from uh, 2 to 6. And, uh, in fact, they'll be doing that live from Big 12 Media Days and covering all that. They'll have all the uh, action recorded, and it'll be, uh, it'll be exciting to, uh, to see all that and uh, anxious to uh, share that with you as we uh, continue to talk through it, uh, getting you ready for Big 12 Media Days, lots of excitement around all of that. Um, I do want to do, right now, EP... Our Schmaltz's Trivia Question of the Week. We usually do it on Thursday. Again, I'm at the beach in Florida. We were just talking about that with uh, with Steve Rodriguez, the Baylor baseball coach. And uh, he's a big beach guy because he, uh, well, he he's actually, he's from places that have a beach. He doesn't spend a lot of time at the beach. But um, I uh, uh, wanted to do the usual Thursday trivia question today. So EP will be watching the CNC Collision text line 254-662-1660 for the correct answer. And then we will, uh, uh, if you get the correct answer, uh, you will win a two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's, one of the great sandwiches in all of Central Texas and really all of the state of Texas. All right, EP, listen up closely. Don't answer this, though, because we have to get the correct answer from our people. Not bite um, my tongue. Who is the last Texas Rangers player? Who is the last Texas Rangers player to win the MVP award at the All-Star Game? Tonight is the All-Star Game, okay? And that is why we're doing this today. Who was the last Texas Rangers player 
to win uh, the MVP at the All-Star Game. And uh, while we're starting to have answers come in, um, we will uh, we will see. We may announce this at the end of the show today. Um, EP, do you know what the MVP award is named after? Do you know which legendary major leaguer the All-Star MVP award is named after? I should know that, but you're going to have to remind me. You'll have to remind me. EP, are you listening? I am. Okay. I don't think I don't think EP is. Uh, EP, are you hearing me? I'm hearing you. Um, yes. It is named yes. after yes. Ted. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you didn't you didn't respond, EP. What yes. are you doing? Um, the uh, you don't have to tell me. You don't have to answer that question. But answer this question: What what who is the uh, who is the All-Star Game MVP? Now, I'm not you're, you're not to answer the trivia question, but do you know who the actual MVP trophy is named after? Which former Major League great? Uh, Ted Williams. You got it. Yes, ding, ding, ding. You win. I may get you. I'll just have to buy it for you, but I will get you a schmaltzes. Schmaltzes. Uh, uh, sandwich. I eat uh, there that correct least, answer. Yeah, I eat there at least once a week. I had a veggie the other day that was just, you never know it was a veggie sandwich. I mean, it was so delicious. I've certainly never tried a veggie sandwich uh, in, in, in any place in my life, but if <laughs> I did, it would be from Schmaltz's. Uh, but uh, EP uh, will continue the uh, correct answers only. Although we'll allow some wrong answers, but the correct answer will win the two sandwiches. And the collision text line is 254-662-1660. And I'll repeat it one more time. The last Rangers player to be named MVP of the All-Star Game, who was it? I'll give you a little hint. And uh, EP, we might already have a correct answer. But it was 2010. It happened in 2010. So we'll look at the uh, text answers and see if we have a correct answer. Um, and again, uh, here coming up, we're going to talk about Big 12 uh, media days. One thing, EP, I wanted to sound off on real quick. Um, there has been some thought. Uh, there was a comment made by somebody from ESPN. I don't want to get too far into it. But uh, uh, basically saying that, boy, you couldn't really be the face of Major League Baseball if you didn't really know uh, the American language. And, you know, uh, there may be some people out there that think that's a fine thought or a fine thing to say. I would just say to me, this is my personal opinion, and I don't tell other people how to think. But, EP, when I see Shohei Otani, and you heard on SportsCenter's what made me think of him, when I see somebody go out there in the first half of the season, hit 32 home runs, and on top of that is a, is a, is a, 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 a extremely gifted pitcher, uh, a Japanese player, like I don't ever think to myself, oh, I, this guy, if, if only he knew our language. I, I turn on the TV and I love watching the highlights and hearing about him. So, uh, again, I, I get it. If I would say probably if he wanted to have more sponsorship opportunities in the country or whatever, maybe. Uh, but Ichiro said something many years ago that made sense. He just said that, and Ichiro is someone who knew a lot of English, but he never felt like he was speaking from his heart or speaking you know, unless he was using an interpreter because that was his first language. So I would just say before we go around uh, making comments on who should know which language, we might want to go learn several languages ourselves. Um, I don't think we go over to, uh, you know, when we're traveling, you know, we, we sort of have this expectation sometimes, EP. I'm not saying you and I, but other people do. Uh, oh, they should know our language. Well, that's I don't I don't understand that. You know, I, I think people should they know their own language. And if you come over here and you play sports and you that's up to you. 
some Latino players, uh, some players from Latin America, uh, uh, the, the Latin, you know, like the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, others, uh, other places have chosen to learn English. Others have not. They use interpreters. But again, that's up to them. And it's up to fans, you know, who they want to support, who they want to be excited about. But all I would say is, is, is EP, this has been a huge story over the last 48 hours. I just, I just love watching, like, incredible players. And I, I, the fact that Shohei Otani uses an interpreter doesn't, like, rob me of any joy from watching a guy that can pitch and then also hit 32 home runs. EP, that's just my thought. A professor of mine in college said that Europeans uh, have a an attitude towards Americans because they they ask each other if they don't know them if they are from another place. Well, how many languages do you speak? And it's very common for Europeans to say three or five different languages. And if they come across an American, and they. Uh, uh, ask how many languages do you speak and they say just one and they say oh you must be an American so I mean that's U- Europeans look at Americans th- because I mean they kind of look down at their you know on their nose at, 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 because we we usually just speak English and uh, yeah. very and we- very few of us are bilingual so us Anglos you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I did take, uh, I had some great Spanish professors at Baylor, although they would not like me to mention their names because I may have not picked up as much as they wanted, although the great Baldelio Garza, oh my gosh, EP, one of my favorite professors ever at Baylor, and uh, he used to say, Senor Mosley, you laugh now. You cry later. Because <laughs> as you might imagine, I'm, I was a little bit of a jokester in college. Uh, but, uh, man, I had some great professors at Baylor, foreign language professors. But anyway, I, I just uh, I just thought that was a really, and the guy has apologized for his take. Um, but uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. I love watching this guy play. And I don't care if he uses an interpreter or he doesn't use an interpreter. Okay, that is our that is our statement on that. Um, you know, one thing is, and we'll come back and we'll talk some uh, uh, Big 12 media days. I did want to say, EP, it is one of the hottest months of the year in Texas. So Alan Samuels is turning up the heat, making the hottest deals around on the new lineup of Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Fiat's. Um, I t- Ted Teague does such a great job out there. I've known Ted for a good while now. And <clears throat> those Ram spotlight days, Ram's the three-peat motor trend truck of the year, back to back to back. Ram trucks are the top safety pick for trucks named in 2021. Come check out the great-looking, always reliable, built-to-haul. It's a truck that gives you everything you need. It's the 2021 Ram trucks. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. The Jeep Freedom Days are going on now, and Jeeps see the most decorated SUVs available. Jeeps built tough as nails and able to stand up to any challenging off-road trails or city roads uh, on your next great adventure. Get out there to Alan Samuels, of course, your friend in the car business. Recently on the John Moore Show. In the past, Aggie and Longhorn were fierce oh, I know rivals. Where this is going. But is TCU now public enemy number one to Baylor sports fan? Is that the rivalry? Might be. Yeah, that's the sense I get. Yeah, it might be. And again, this may be a generational thing, like we were talking about voicemail messages. I think maybe newer, more current Baylor fans might look at TCU as yeah. our main rival. I'll put it this way TCU was ready for this. Because so many people there still harbored a lot of resentment from being left out of the Big 12. Oh, and really? put a lot of that on Baylor, fairly or unfairly. Yeah. I would say this. Baylor and TCU belong in the same league. You know? Yeah. There's just so much history there that we belong in the same league. And I'm, oh, yeah, I'm I agree with that. thrilled that we're both in the Big 12 conference. Yes. That's my answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen to the voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in-and-out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Team USA Basketball lost their second consecutive exhibition, this time to Australia, 91-83 in Las Vegas. Team USA has lost four of its past five games. It's also lost two in a row now to Australia, a team expected to contend for the gold in Japan. Pete Alonso is the home run derby champion, going back-to-back to win the derby. He hit six in a row in the final round to do it. His $1 million prize is more than his salary this year playing for the Met. MLB All-Star Game is tonight. Atani gets the start for the American League, and Serzer gets the start for the National League. First pitch at 6.30 on Fox. The Milwaukee Brewers took MCC's Logan Henderson in the fourth round of the draft with the 116th pick overall. One round later, the Seattle Mariners took Andy Thomas, Baylor's All-American catcher, with the 144th pick in this year's draft. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris, weekdays at 2 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. EP, or <laughs> EP, I'm not hearing. Uh, all right, we are back, and uh, we'll get we'll get all that uh, figured out at some point. And uh, oh man, here we here we go. I did want to say uh, uh, that uh, I appreciate Heritage Creamery. A week from this Friday, we will be out there celebrating at the new location. Have a live show. And uh, EP loves this place. I love this place. Heritage Creamery. We'll be at that new location, 13701 Woodway Drive. That's Highway 84 and Ritchie Road in in Waco. HeritageCreamery.com for more information. Uh, open every day, 2 p.m. till 10 o'clock. Uh, proud to be grown here in Waco and their mission is to provide locally responsibly sourced delicious frozen treats for the central Texas community feature scratch made cones fresh baked cookies and homemade ice cream everything a hundred percent all natural and made in their shop and you can order by the cone the scoop pint float or shake plus plenty of kid-friendly menu options it is heritage creamery um, and uh, it is uh, it is a, a great day uh, to be with you as uh, and and tomorrow and Thursday are going to be special days um, that is uh, uh, Tom Barfield and John Morris the voice of the Bears um, they are going to be in Arlington to cover live Big 12 media days now they announced all this when I had already made my vacation, so I will be at the beach the rest of the week. Uh, but during this hour, and from 2 to 6, you will hear live coverage of Big 12 Media Days. They'll be there at the uh, Radio Row for Big 12 Media Days, and you'll get to hear from all the coaches of the Big 12, and of course Dave Aranda, uh, there's a good chance Bob Bowlesby will stop by and visit about all the things going on 
in the conference. Uh, what generally happens is that uh, you get a uh, State of the Union address in the Big 12. They'll talk about all the different things. Hopefully they'll mention the Baylor national title. I know the conference is very excited about that as well as Baylor and uh, then uh, Bob Bowlesby will take some questions and then as uh, what generally happens is five coaches uh, will have questions and then breakout sessions on Wednesday and then the other five coaches will go on Thursday and we'll find out more about the Big 12. We've already come out uh, last week with how everybody's been ranked, some of the better players in the conference, the Big 12 preseason teams. And um, Baylor had two players on the all-defensive team, no players on the offensive team, and they ranked the Bears eighth in the conference preseason. You know what? Preseason polls mean nothing. They're kind of fun to talk about, but uh, I don't think Dave Aranda or the Bears or anybody's losing a lot of sleep over being named eighth. Uh, in fact, sometimes... Um, uh, you know, being predicted to be down there a little ways is not the worst thing in the world that can happen to a team. I remember Matt Rule's second year, that was the case, and uh, they were okay. I think the big thing, and I've been to several of these things over the years, I remember hearing Charlie Strong's first one uh, after Mac Brown at the University of Texas, and he was sort of playing down the expectations. It was a little strange. Um, that era obviously never really got off the ground. Tom Herman era, the same way. Texas never got back to the, the great uh, heights they were, winning a national title under Mac Brown, and then, of course, uh, a couple of years later, playing for a uh, national title. And then it all came down in part because um, Art Bryles and Baylor was dominating Texas and then of course Baylor finally kind of got back to that lofty status in the third year of Matt Rule and then uh, boy last year in COVID had the uh, had the rough year. EP as I'm looking at this and tomorrow you'll hear from a lot of these coaches um, I I think there's a couple things that are going to come out of this I think a big storyline is going to be what uh, Steve Sarkeesian says in his first year at the University of Texas, there'll be a lot of excitement um, in what he's able to bring. There's gonna be a thought that he's gonna electrify or try to uh, uh, get that offense going. Um, didn't they right think now. that, didn't they say the same thing about uh, the last guy, Tom Herman? They, they certainly did. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know of a new UT coach that they, haven't said the same thing about. Um, so there will be some naysayers out there, but I do think right now because of the recruiting momentum that the Horns have and this all gas, no break slogan that they have, there is some excitement around the program. EP, I would also say be on the lookout for, um, I, I think it's really interesting. People didn't understand why that OU wouldn't bring uh, Spencer Rattler. Um, I mean, it, we're, we're talking about a Heisman Trophy uh, big-time candidate. I mean, this is uh, this this is a uh, uh, could be the best quarterback in the country, and they are not bringing him to Big 12 media days to represent them. I don't know what to make of that. Maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, not that much. Kyler Murray, before he had his amazing breakout year at Oklahoma, uh, did not represent the Sooners. But, of course, he had not been the starter yet. Uh, Rattler has, and so I don't exactly know what to make of this. I would just say of the Lincoln-Riley teams, and again, they had really, really good teams with Kyler and with Baker Mayfield. This This is a team that uh, feels pretty stacked. And, and you say, what's the difference? Because they've always had these high-powered offenses, great wide receivers. You think back to C.D. Lambs, who's with the Cowboys right now. EP, I would tell you one of the things that's going to emerge from the next two days is Oklahoma's defense being talked about. And there is some thought that uh, uh, their, their defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, 
has turned some kind of corner, actually had some pretty good, uh, had a pretty good year last year on defense. And I OU, to a lot of people, is going to be unchallenged in this conference. They'll be dominant in this conference. Now, again, it's funny how this happens. There was a point last year when um, OU had a big lead early in conference. They had a big lead over Kansas State, over really not that great of a Kansas State team, and Kansas State came all the way back and beat them. Okay, and again, this was not any kind of special Kansas State team as uh, as the year played out. I, I think it'll be fascinating, EP. The storylines I want to look for is Matt Campbell and Iowa State. They're loaded at quarterback. They're loaded at, at uh, with uh, 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 Brees Hall. Um, they, they're 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 look they're running back. Uh, they're tight end. Uh, Kohler is just a tremendous, tremendous player. So. Iowa State starts historically slow. They generally get it together and finish strong under Matt Campbell. This is a coach who has turned down opportunities to coach at, 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 at bigger time programs and, and even in the NFL. And so uh, EP, one of the things I'm looking at is, you know, what that's gonna, what that's gonna, um, Look, you know, can Iowa State challenge the Cyclones? And, uh, boy, sadly, EP, I looked down. I wanted you to sound off on this. We'll get to that. Uh, we're running out of time today. I do want to thank uh, all our sponsors. Central National Bank's unbelievable. Craig Cherry, um, what an incredible law firm he's a part of. And uh, you can find out more information on Craig Cherry at swclaw.com. Again, that's swclaw.com, and he's one of the strongest advocates in all of Central Texas, uh, has, has had an unbelievable success with his clients. And, uh, and he and I went to law school together, in fact, and Craig came out of there, and he is a, he is a uh, courtroom brawler who will get after you. He's had some huge settlements, and then if it needs to go to trial, he'll take it to trial. And uh, he's very, very comfortable taking a trial in front of a jury. So uh, uh, I am uh, uh, proud to know him and proud that he's one of our sponsors. And again, that is Craig Cherry. And uh, that, is a, uh, that is a major, major law firm that he's a part of. All right, uh, that is it for me. Uh, EP, I want you to have a great rest of the week. And uh, Game Time with Tom Barfield is coming up next. I will see all of you guys back on Monday. That is the Matt Mosley Show. Game time is next. Recently on the John Moore Show. In the past, Aggie and Longhorn were fierce oh, I know rivals. Where this is going. But is TCU now public enemy number one to Baylor sports fan? Is that the rivalry? Might be. Yeah, that's the sense I get. Yeah, it might be. And again, this may be a generational thing, like we were talking about voicemail messages. I think maybe newer, more current Baylor fans might look at TCU as our main rival. I'll put it this way. TCU was ready for this because so many people there still harbored a lot of resentment from getting left out of the Big 12. Oh, and really? put a lot of that on Baylor, fairly or unfairly. Yeah. I would say this. Baylor and TCU belong in the same league. You know? Yeah. There's just so much history there that we belong in the same league. And I'm, oh, yeah, I'm I agree with that. thrilled that we're both in the Big 12 conference. Yes. That's my answer to that. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I'd been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their arch supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. 
The Good Feet Store in Waco, located near Cabela's. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. G'day, mate. As an Australian, I'm a croc expert. Crikey, get him away from me. I mean crocs, like the footwear. And as a croc expert, I have to say, I like foamies from Skechers bloody better. Because foamies have that stylish, trendy look, plus Skechers' world-famous comfort. All for a price that's down under the competition. Skechers is the comfort technology company. And foamies have comfort innovations your whole family will love. Foamies are ultra-lightweight, water-friendly footwear that are flexible and breathable. Perfect for kicking it by the pool, grilling on the barbie. Or comfy enough to go on a walkabout. Plus, only foamies come with fits and features like ArchFit with podiatrist-certified support. And Max cushioning that feels like you're walking on big puffy marshmallows. And foamies are perfect to keep you cool this summer or warm in the